Well, good afternoon. How's everybody doing? Good. I want to say happy Father's Day again to all the fellow fathers here in the house. Uh, as my wife mentioned, we have a special gift for you as you leave. And you may or may not have noticed when you came in outside, but we have a, a special challenge that everyone can participate in, but there's prizes for dad. So it's the basketball shootout challenge. So we have a basketball shooting machine outside, and uh, basically the top three scorers of the day are going to get some really good prizes. So a bunch of men got their names on the board after first service, so we're going to see if you can knock them off the board and you can take the victory. And uh, feel free to go up against your kids, go up against each other, Pastor Samuel I had a um, had a best of three battle and uh, he cheated so he won but uh, no he, he beat me fair and square but I'm going to get a rematch after second service so it's going to be a lot of fun and if you're not a dad you can play you can get a top score but the prizes are going to be for the dads just so you know so it is it is Father's Day but you can still take bragging rights I think we, we've got a pretty high score from Victor going to number one. So see if anybody can knock that off. Victor's given the, yeah, at the back. So uh, just some practical things I want to share with you really quickly. Then we're going to jump into the word for a few moments. Um, first and foremost, wanted to uh, just give an update on our legacy offering. Uh, there's been some more pledges, some more gifts coming in. So I'm pleased to tell you that we are up over $36,000 now. So we can praise God for that. $36,000. And that's in addition to a lot of uh, amazing seeds that have been sown throughout the year. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's given and supported. And if you haven't yet got your pledge in or haven't yet got your, your gift in, you can still do that. Just clearly the mark legacy. And if you have any questions about it, let us know. You also saw uh, the, the video with Paul reminding us about Join the Team Month. And so this month, we're encouraging people to get on board, to join the team, building our teams up. So there's going to be tables in the lobby after service. If you want to learn more about the different areas you can serve, different areas you can volunteer, just swing by one of the tables. It's going to be a busy lobby out there afterwards, but that's okay. We love it that way. And then last but not least, I want you to save the date for Sunday, July 24th. Everybody say Sunday, July 24th. So as part of our focus over the summer, we're going to be having a, a Sunday fun day community barbecue on that 24th. So we're going, to, we're going to shift things a little bit. We're not going to be meeting in here, but we're going to be outdoors. We're going to be having free food. We're going to have a lot of games and fun. And it's going to be an amazing opportunity just to invite friends and family to come out, to invite neighbors to come out. Um, maybe it feels a little weird for some people, but church is people and people gathering together. So we're just going to do something different as a family. So starting next week, there's going to be some more formal promotion for it, opportunities to volunteer. But we just said as a team, you know, let's get the word out because I know many people are starting maybe to travel, you know, they're planning their travels, when they're going to be away. And so Sunday the 24th is definitely a Sunday you want to be here. So let's dive into the word of God. I want to continue the series we started last week entitled Deeper Mission. Everybody say Deeper Mission. And so I want to talk today a little bit. I'm going to bridge off some of what I touched on last week, uh, kind of one small part, but I'm going to open it up more for us this week. I want to talk, though, I want to talk about servanthood. And I want to talk about having a heart to serve. And then depending on how far we go, just where the Lord moves it, I do want to connect it into some time of ministry and encouragement for fathers today. And so let's go before the Lord in prayer. And what I want us to do uh, today, we've done an amazing job of honoring us fathers, and we're going to have some great uh, opportunity, even some fun afterwards. But even as we go into the Word right now, I want us to take a few moments just to recognize God our Father. I want us to take a few moments to remember and to honor Him. 
And just let's, let's just turn our attention towards him for a few moments today because we've been focusing on all the dads, which is amazing, and I'm thankful we're going to continue to do it. But we want to ask God, our Father. And so, Lord, we come before you today in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity we have to be here. We thank you for your spirit that is with us. We thank you for your presence that is here. And we thank you that you are our Father. And so even today on Father's Day 2022, we take a few moments to honor our Heavenly Father. We take a few moments to give thanks for your fathering in our lives. And I pray, just even this moment, just minister your love as the perfect Father to each one of us. Lord, for, for many of us in here, today is you know, a, a, a fun day, a, a joyful day, a day of celebration. But I know enough to know that there's some people here today that it's, it's a harder day for them. And maybe it's because their dad is not here with them anymore. Maybe it's because of a broken relationship with their father. Maybe it's a father who has a broken relationship with his family or with his children. And, and so it's, it's a difficult day. Uh, you know, there could be many other reasons. But I thank you today in Jesus' name for ministering just your love to each one of us. Wherever we're at, whatever our need is. That, that you love us, that you care for us, that you minister to our needs. And so we just welcome you as the Father, as God the Father, to come and to minister and to flow today. In Jesus' name. And everyone agreed with me, said, Amen. Well, let's start. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Mark 1045. I've got quite a few scriptures that I want to cover today, but it's all around this theme of servanthood. Everybody say servanthood. And so the verse we're going to start with, we actually read last week. Now, if you were here last week in the first message of the series, I had taken time to talk about deeper mission and to talk about the mission of Jesus. And so we went through different passages or different verses where Jesus talked about or expressed what his mission was. And so one of the things that we talked about was this verse. It was right near the end of what I shared. But Mark 10, 45 says this. And even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Everybody say, to serve. Come on, everybody say, to give his life. Jesus came to serve, and he came to give his life. This was very clear. It was very clear through things that he said. We'll look at a few verses today, but even if you look beyond just what he said, you looked at the way he lived. You looked at his actions. You looked at his heart that was expressed. He said, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve, and I came to give my life. I came to give my life as a ransom for many. And so as we discussed last week, when we talk about us being Christians or being Christ-like ones, part of that is being formed in the image of Christ. It's learning daily to be like him, to walk in his footsteps, to walk in his path, to walk in his way. And family, I want to encourage you today, and my heart to get across to us today is one of the main characteristics of someone who's a disciple of Jesus. One of the main characteristics of someone who's following Jesus on a regular basis is this heart to serve. And not just a heart to serve, but actions of service, that they are involved in serving. Everybody say serving. Uh, if you want to know what does serve mean, what is the definition? I think it's a word most of us are familiar with. But if you go into the dictionary, it actually ties it very much. Serving is to provide a service. And if you look at what a service is, it's an act of helpful activity to help or to aid 
or to do someone a service or to do something for someone. In other words, when we talk about serving, we talk about Jesus' heart to serve, we talk about us having a heart to serve or having a servant heart, it is where we engage in helpful activities, when we engage in helping, when we engage in bringing aid to other people. In other words, on a bottom level, serving is when we do something. We give our money, our time, our effort to do something for somebody else. That's in essence what serving is. It's not just about having stuff done for us, but it's what we can do for others. I mean, really, when you look at the verse and what Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. There's always this tension where we like being served. How many people here beside me like being served? Right? There's an element we like being served. Now, if we're all committed to serving and we're all committed to serving one another, we will all be in positions where we will be served. But there's this heart and this motive where we can position ourselves in lives to, in our life to be served or we can position ourselves to be someone who serves others. And see, the call of following Jesus is being someone who positions himself to serve others. Let's look at a few more verses where Jesus talked about this. Matthew 20, 25 to 28 is actually a, a different variation on the same passage, but it gives us a little bit more insight. It said, but Jesus called to them and he said, you know the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Family, I want you to know today that greatness in the kingdom of God is tied to serving. Greatness in God's kingdom is tied or it is connected to serving. How many people here want to be great? Now, I, I know we're kind of raising our hands and so we're going, well, I don't know. Am I supposed to say great or am I supposed to say not? Is that humble? Is that prideful? Is this a trick question, pastor? Guys, I want you to know today, God wants you to be great. God wants you to be great, and it's okay to want to be great. See, that we, we struggle with this sometimes because maybe it's, well, well how does that connect to humility? or how to, But the Bible is very clear. Jesus would not tell us what greatness is the kingdom is if he was not wanting us to aspire to greatness. But here's the catch. He said, greatness in my kingdom, greatness in my way, greatness if you're going to follow me is through serving, not through being served. Now, this is different than what we're told in the world. Because in the world around us, whether we're told implicitly or whether it's something that we just pick up by watching the world, when you're great, you are served by others. When you're great, there are many things that are beneath you. When you're great, there's many people who wait on you and serve you. When you're wealthy, when you're rich, when you're famous, you know, whatever we tend to determine is great, we see it as being served, and yet Jesus flips it on its head, and he says, no, greatness in my kingdom is not you being served, but greatness in my kingdom is you serving. And so I want to encourage you today. I want to challenge you to go for greatness in the kingdom of God. I want you to believe for greatness. I want you to believe to do great things. But remember, greatness is always going to be about serving. If we're going to be great in the kingdom, we are going to be great at serving. Come on, tell your neighbor today, if you're going to be great in the kingdom, you're going to be great in serving. Let's look at Mark 9.35. Jesus talks about this again. And this is a real simple message, but he said he sat down, he called the 12, and he said to them, if anyone would be first, 
So watch this again, right? Because the sub level, well, no, you're not supposed to want to be first. And yeah, he's telling them, no, this is how you're going to be first. This is what greatness looks like. Jesus is not looking for you and me to kind of dumb down our gifts, to dumb down our potential, to dumb down. No, he says, go for it. Be great. Rise and shine. Be everything I've called. But understand, when I call you to greatness, it's not about people serving you, but it's about you serving others. I haven't called you to not go for first. But just understand, watch this. If you're going to be first, you must be last of all and a servant of all. So see this theme again. If you want to be great, be a servant. If you want to be first, be last of all in the context of serving. Be a servant of all. Philippians talks a little bit more about just how Jesus actually lived this out. And I believe it speaks to us as well about some of the characteristics of what serving is all about. Let's read Philippians 2, 2 to 11. It says, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among you, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant. Being in the likeness of man and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord, Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Now let's unpack a few things from this verse because I believe it speaks to us so much about the heart of servanthood, what this heart looks like. The first thing I want you to see is where it says, have the same love. Family, serving is an act of love. Serving is one of the primary ways that we express love and that we express the love of God to people. There is something powerful in words. We believe in the power of our words. We believe in the power of speaking. But beyond just saying, I love you, when we will step out and we will serve people, when we will step out and we will serve those who are around us, when we'll follow the example of Jesus and we'll lay down our lives, that is a physical manifestation that shows people the love of God. And I believe in the days we're coming into, even more than ever, it's going to be so important that we show the world around us the love of God by the way that we serve. One of the things that we're going to get connected with as a church, and I'm, I'm excited, I'm looking forward to it, it's actually something called uh, City Serve. And City Serve started in the U.S., it's been coming into Canada now, Pastor Randy Nielsen, who uh, over, uh, pastors Bramah Lee Christian Fellowship, we do a lot of things together, we do youth camps and youth retreats with them, we're part of the same networks, he's really been the president and a catalyst behind them, but what they did was there was an organization in the States uh, that started this, it's now coming to Canada, and they started to connect with major retailers like Amazon, Walmart, you name some big, big retailers out there, and, and what was happening is these retailers were getting bad press, because they were having to throw out a lot of stuff behind the scenes. It was good stuff. It was stuff that was never sold, but they just had overstock. They couldn't keep it forever. They didn't know what to do with it, so they were throwing it out. Well, as you can imagine, they were starting to get bad press because, you know, they're creating all this garbage and they're creating all this waste. And So some of these believers got together. They went to the major companies, Amazon. They said, look, we know you have a problem here. They said, we think we have a win-win solution. Instead of throwing all these perfectly usable goods out, 
give them to us. We have a distribution network called local churches. We will get it to the local churches and they will give it to people who are in need. And so what's happened now, and it's starting in Canada, is places like Amazon are literally setting like massive skiffs of goods that they're saying, and, and they're saying, listen, give it to us. So they're, they're getting for free, but we'll even give you a tax receipt. We're going to handle this for you, but we're going to do it. So we're looking forward to, we're kind of setting some details up over the summer. But basically, and it, the way they've set up is genius. So we'll get a skid of a whole bunch of different goods. We put out there, where there's an app, and we have our church section on the app. We can put on the app what we have received. Then you as church family members, if you have that app, you can see what goods are available and you can identify people around you who maybe are in need of those goods or communities or whatever else. Then you can come and grab them and you can take them and you can give them to the people who are in need. The only caveat from these companies is it's not allowed to be resold. Like you have to give it away. But what an amazing way. Can you imagine churches all over GTA? Number one, serving these companies so they don't have garbage anymore, but getting it out to people. This is the part of the heart of service, guys. It's what can we do for others? How can we meet needs? And in doing that, we show people the love of God. Sometimes as Christians, we have been guilty of saying God loves you, but not necessarily showing that God loves you. That's where serving comes in. That's where this heart to serve. And so serving is about demonstrating the love of God. You want to demonstrate the love of God? Get involved in serving. Another passage or another uh, part of this verse that jumped out to me where it says, accounting others as more significant than yourself. Now, this is not saying that you and I should think we are insignificant because we're not insignificant. We have, we have an identity in Christ. You are very significant. But there's something about having this serving attitude where, you know, I say, when I look at people, I see the love that God has for them. I see that this is someone Jesus died for. This is someone who carries great significance. And when I carry this servant heart, I don't see myself as more significant than others. I rest in who God's made me to be, but I elevate, I raise up others. I see the significance in them. I love this other part of the verse too. It says, don't just look after your own interests, but after the interests of others. How many of us here, how many besides me can be guilty sometimes? You don't even mean to, but you're just very caught up in your own interests. This is one we don't want to raise our hands as quickly, right? We get caught up in our own interests. We get caught up in what, like, what, what I need, what's going on for me. And yet, when we carry this serving heart, we start to carry the love of God. Notice it didn't say discount your own interests, but it says don't just look after your own interests, but look after the interests of others. This is what serving is all about. We have a heart to serve, and we have a heart to serve people. We're saying, hey, what's in their best interest? What is in the interest of these people who are around me? And part of this, I believe, I know I've been working on, is where God changes our perspective a little bit. Because I don't know about you. It's not like I mean to not think about the interests of others. It's just quite often, life is busy. I've got a lot going on. There's a lot happening. And I just don't even think about the interests of others. I was just talking to the Lord about it yesterday. I was in an environment, and I thought about it afterwards. I thought, man, I was so caught up in my head, I didn't even think about showing love or serving or blessing anybody else. And it wasn't because I didn't want to. It doesn't have the heart to. I just was so in my head. Any other deep thinkers in here? I'm a deep thinker. 
So, you know, I'll just say it right now. I have to preach this about once a year from the pulpit and say in one regard. If I've ever, you've ever seen me coming across in church and I've just like totally missed you and walked right by you and you're thinking, what did I do wrong? What happened? Is Pastor Brandon mad with me? It's none of those. It just means I was stuck somewhere in my head. It happens. I get thinking about things and life is happening and things are going on around me and I can just get, you know, kind of combine a deep thinker with being a little bit of an introvert and it can just get interesting sometimes. Right? But I promise you, I was just in my mind. I was just in my head. And maybe you need to help me snap out of it. Hey, pastor, how are you doing? I, I, there's no issue there at all. But, but it's interesting because what I have to watch is I can get very caught up in my thought and in my mind, and just what I'm thinking about, and totally lose sight of the interests of others. And yet, when I have a serving heart, what I learn to do, and the Holy Spirit will help you with this, is I just get real sensitive to people around me and go, okay, what's, what's in the best interest of them? How can I serve them? And sometimes it can just be the simplest thing, and there's something so beautiful, because it's really the characteristic of Jesus. I, I've been around sometimes people who are just, they're so good at thinking of others, and, and looking out for others, and, and, and I, I admire that so much, and I learn from that. Because again, it's not that I don't have the heart to. I just know for myself, I just get caught up in there. But you know, it's just, you, you, some people, they just got that gift. They're just, because here's the deal, guys. We're all growing to be more like Jesus. And all of us start at different points where we have different strengths and different weaknesses. And some of us are really good at some things, we're not. But it's not good enough to just say, well, you know, that's just the way I am. Well, that's it, but that's not in the Bible. There's nowhere in the Bible that says, just be the way you are. No, it says the Holy Spirit is forming you to be more like Jesus. And every day, I just want to become a little more like him. And so that means even if I struggle to have a servant heart, he is the ultimate servant of all. And the Holy Spirit, as he makes me more like Jesus, means I'm going to grow as a servant. Come on, somebody say servant heart. The last thing in this verse, and it's just so powerful. It's really the core of this passage where it says, Jesus, our example, even though he was God, he laid it aside, verse 7, he emptied himself and took on the form of a servant being born in the likeness of man. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even a death on a cross. I, I think this is such a significant and powerful verse that most of us, it's just, I think it's almost too big for us to comprehend sometimes. The God of the universe. So saying we're serving, is, is, it's acting. Like look at this. Look at what Jesus did. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes him will not perish and have everlasting life. The greatest act of service in history was when Jesus went to that cross and he died for you and I. And then when he rose again. That was the greatest expression of love. That was him putting our interests ahead of himself, wasn't it? That was him demonstrating for us and demonstrating a path to walk. And so I believe that even family, you know, Pastor Jair was giving us an encouragement this morning as we were getting ready for service for the helps team, but that we take up our cross and follow him. Can I suggest to you today that a big part of taking up our cross and following him is taking up a life of service. It's taking up a life and say, okay, Lord, how can I serve you? Where do you want me to serve? How can I plug in? What can I do for you today? What can I do for people around me? And part of following Jesus, saying, Jesus, you did not come to be served, but to serve and to give your life as a ransom for many. I want to, in the same way, have a heart to serve and to give my life for the lives of other people. Let me share with you a few more verses that just speak into this. First Peter 2.16 says, Live as people who are free. 
Not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. You and I have been freed so we can serve. Not just freed so we can just run around and do whatever we want to do, but we actually have been made free so that we can serve, that we can serve God, that we can serve one another. Galatians 5.13 says this, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. See this theme again? Use your freedom to serve. Here's the thing. You don't have to serve to be a Christian. You don't have to serve to go to heaven. You don't have to serve to get God to love you. We know God loves us unconditionally. But yet the scriptures say here, you are free. You don't have to serve, but use your freedom to serve. Use your freedom. Don't get caught up into this perspective of where everything revolves around me and everything is set up to serve me. But give your life to serve. Give your life to serve God. Give your life to serve other people. Give your life to serve your brothers and sisters in Christ. Fathers, give your life to serve your wife and your children. Give your life to serve your family. Give your life to serve. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 says this. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. This, this is really powerful to me. Because what it's telling me is that the gifts God has given you are there so you can serve others. What gifts has God given you? I, just, I want you to think about that for a second. I know sometimes you just listen to me. What, what are some of the gifts God's given you? Think about them in your mind right now. Now, here's what I want you to think. How are you using those gifts to serve others? How are you using those gifts to serve God? See, again, in the world that we're in, we, it's, it's natural. We, I think a lot of times we do it without even thinking. We use our gifts to serve ourselves. Our gifts open things up, especially if we're very gifted. It can give us popularity. It can give us money. It can give us fame. It, it gives us a career. It gives us enjoyment. But where are we taking the gifts God's given us and doing what he said to do with them? And could I take a step deeper? Can I suggest that there's realms and elements of our gifts that will never be unlocked? There's an anointing on our life that will never be unlocked when we're only using our gifts for ourselves. But if we will start to use the gifts that God has given us to serve him and to serve other people and we're intentional and we're determined and we're focused about it, that we're going to step into realms of our gifting that we didn't even know were possible because once we start to really yield them to the Lord and yield them to his purposes, that's when they actually begin to come alive. You know, one last thought on this. How many people in here want to serve your purpose? How many want to live out your purpose? I hope every hand is up. I know some of you are just like, I'm lifting my hand on the inside, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, I'm nodding, whatever it is. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're with Resilience Fitness. You did a lot of shoulder workouts yesterday. So you're just like, my arms are not moving beyond here, right? They're not going. Whatever it is, right? Sorry, my son told me, I said, Dad, my calves are really sore. I'm like, why are your calves so sore? He's like, I did 300 calf races today. I'm like, why'd you do 300 calf? Well, you know, he wants to dunk. So he's like, you know, he's working there. And so he's getting, he's up to grabbing the rim already. So he's, he's, get, he's, getting, he's getting close or touching, almost there. I couldn't touch the rim through my entire high school career. So he's definitely getting it from his mother. But, but watch this. 
watch this. What, what, what happens is our gifts, right, and our purpose. So here's where a, a lot of us get bogged down. We're talking about our purpose. I want to live out my purpose. I want to serve my purpose. Even our mind, usually our purpose, it's kind of me doing this and me being excited and me being, you know, whatever it is there. But how do you know that the purpose of something is always about what it accomplishes or what it does for others? Let me give you a key, a, a, a key or an example. I've got my keys. These are really nice keys. I have it in, I like my little cool keychain, so it kind of folds out. I go through the uh, airport security and they think I'm carrying a knife for a second. I'm like, no, no, it's just my keys. I pull out my keys. But I could say, look, are these beautiful keys? What wonderful keys these are. Let's put these keys up on the wall and let's all talk about how great these keys are. No, these keys are great when they serve a purpose. They, they have a purpose because there's a door they open. They do something for people. That's why they have a purpose. Let's take my laptop, for example. What is the purpose of this laptop? It's not just to sit there and look pretty and everybody say, oh, wow, what a great purpose. No, its purpose comes to life when it starts to serve others. Family, I want to encourage you today. I want to see you live out your purpose. I want to see you walk in all that God has for you. You were born for more than going to school to get an education so you can get a job, so you can make money, so you can get a house and pay a mortgage and pay bills so you can retire and you can die. God has put way more inside of you. There is so much purpose that he has given you. But that purpose is not about you. That purpose is about how you can serve. That purpose comes alive when you understand this is about serving others, impacting others, and touching others. And as long as it's all about you or me, I'm never really going to engage in purpose because purpose comes alive when I begin to serve. And can I encourage you in this as well? Many of us, I want you to dream big, dream for greatness, dream for the purposes of God. But here's where you're going to start. You are going to start being faithful in little. You're going to start stacking chairs. You're going to start mopping the floor. You're going to start where you just say, where can I serve? Let me be faithful because God is the one who promotes. But what I want to become is I want to become amazing at serving. Because if I become amazing at serving, and then I take the gifts that God has given me, and I use them to serve others, that's when my purpose comes to life. Don't try and get to your purpose. Find out what gifts God's given you. Use them to serve the world around you and you will discover your purpose comes alive. Do you guys see that today? It's a total complete ship. A lot of us are, oh, my purpose, I need my purpose and, and we'll serve. Well, I don't have time to serve. I'm after my purpose. It's like, no, no, serve and your purpose will come to life. Serve the purposes of God in your generation. Everybody, serve, everybody say, serve your purpose. Be faithful a little bit. Really much. So, so I want to close with a question. And if the team wants to come back, we're just going to go back before the Lord before we close. And I, I want you to seriously think about this for a moment. Those of you who are watching online, I want you to think about this right where you are. Right now, ask yourself this. Where am I in my life, in my regular day, in my regular week, where am I serving God? And I want you to think about that. Maybe even... You can take some notes if you want to. If you're, Where are you serving God? Because you know, sometimes we throw around the phrase, oh, serving God. And really what we just mean is I go to church, I'm a Christian, I have a Christian worldview, and uh, I try not to sin. But, but where are you actually serving God? Where are you actually doing things for his kingdom? 
Because that's the heart of serving. And why I want to bring this question, and maybe I'll say this loving challenge to us, is I think a lot of us, if we were actually to do an audit of our life, we'd realize, man, there's a lot in my life that's about serving me, and there's very little that's about serving God. Now, some of us might go, well, no, actually, there's, I'm doing this to serve God. I'm doing this. And, and some of us may have quite a bit. And so that's why I'm just saying, I'm not saying you are where you are or not. I'm saying analyze, look at it, let the Lord speak to you. Where are we serving God? Secondly, not where are we serving God, but where are we serving one another? Where, where, I, I think it's good every once in a while to take a step back and go, where am I actually serving? Because Jesus served. Jesus said he came to serve. Jesus called us to be the servants of all and to serve one another. My purpose is connected to serving. I show the love of God by serving others. Where am I serving? Where am I serving God? Where am I serving others? And if you're kind of thinking right now and going, oh, I'm not doing a whole lot. Don't, don't get into condemnation. Don't put yourself down. Just, just make a commitment to make a change. And just say, okay, Lord, show me ways I can start to serve. Show me ways I can grow in serving. Um, I'll close with this thought. For fathers, it's Father's Day. And a phrase I heard several years ago that's always stuck with me. It says, the man is at his best when he is serving others. And he is at his worst when he expects everyone to be serving him. And dads, can I close today with an encouragement slash challenge for every one of us, myself included, as fathers. Today, can we make a fresh commitment to serve our families? Today, can we make a fresh commitment to serve our wives and love them as Christ loves the church? Can we make a fresh commitment to serve our children? Can we make a fresh commitment to to set an example even within our families and to set an example of serving God? I think sometimes we don't understand the power that our example has. Be a father that your children watch who serves God, who serves in the kingdom of God, who serves the purpose of God. I promise you it will make an impact. It'll make a mark. It'll make such a difference. Will we be men who focus on serving? And the best thing about this, guys, and for all of us in this heart of serving, it's not something we have to figure out in our own strength. But it is something that the Holy Spirit does in us. And so I want to invite you today, if you're with me, today I want to ask if there's anyone who says, I want to ask Holy Spirit to help me to grow in a servant heart. I know I'm praying that prayer today. If you're with me and you're praying that prayer today as well, I just want to invite you. Let's just stand to our feet. And if you're praying that prayer today, I want you just to raise your hand for a moment where you are and just say, God, I'm asking you to help me to grow in a serving heart. Help me to grow in serving. And it's a work of the Holy Spirit family. He is the one who forms us to the image of Christ. It's not just about trying harder, but it's about trusting deeper. It's about opening our hearts up in a greater way to Him. And so I'm going to invite the team. They're just going to lead us in a song of worship for a moment. But use this as a response time to the Lord. Where we say, God, help me to grow in being more like Jesus in being a servant. Maybe the Lord even will speak to you in this time. Say, I want you to start serving here. I want you to start giving more of your time and energy here. It can be in the church. It can be somewhere outside of the church. It's just about obeying what he's telling you to do but that we would grow as people who serve. Come on, let's take a moment and let's just worship the Lord and then we're going to close in prayer.
Jesus.
So, Father, we thank you today. Holy are you. And we thank you that it is because you're so good, you're so holy, you're so awesome that service is just our reasonable worship. It just makes sense. And so I thank you today, Holy Spirit, even as we go from this place. We bless every father. Thank you for your work in their lives. Thank you for a great day of celebration. Uh, of, being, of being celebrated, being loved, but God, also for those fathers or those who maybe Father's Day is a hard day this year, I pray that you'll comfort them, that you'll encourage them, that you'll be with them. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing, God, and thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us to grow to be more like Jesus and to be servants of all. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to be a servant of all. Tell your neighbor around you, I'm going to be a servant of all. We are going to be servants of all. All right, just with head bowed, eyes closed, we want to bring this to a close, but I want to make sure if there's anybody here who needs to be right with God. The Bible teaches us that God loves us with everlasting love, but we've been separated from that love by sin. The wages of sin is death, but there's a free gift of God. It's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And if there's anyone in person or anyone online, obviously it'll be a little different for your response. But you say, today I need someone to pray with me because I need to give my life to Jesus or I need to give my life back to him. I want you just to raise your hand wherever you are. If you're one of those people that need to give your life to Jesus, give your life back to him. Thank you. I see that hand back there. Is there anybody else? Thank you. I see a hand over there. Is there anybody else just saying, I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to live my back to him. Come on, anybody else? Thank you. I see a hand right there. Is there anybody else today? So a few more people. What amazing day on Father's Day. Thank you. I see that hand there. On Father's Day, that we're getting right with the Father. Amen? Amen. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring this to a close. As you go out, dads, get your gift. Number two, remember, join the team month. You can go to the different tables, learn about ministries. We're inviting everyone to participate in our basketball challenge. It'll be outdoors. It's a lot of fun. We need someone to go for that high score. We cannot let Victor finish with the high score today. Someone needs to knock him off, as Victor has a good laugh back there. And so uh, have some fun with that. But here's what we're going to do. If you raise your hand, you know you should have. We're going to have, if I can have some of our connection leaders, if you can just come forward to the front at the end and come and meet with one of our connection leaders. They're going to pray with you. Uh, If there's something else you need prayer for, you can come forward. But we love you guys. Thank you for being here. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Have a wonderful Sunday. So again, if I can get a number of connection leaders to come forward. And if you raise your hand or you know you should have, they're just going to be waiting here at the front. Come meet them. Pray with them. We just want to stand with you during this time. So just come forward as we go. God bless you. We love you. Have an amazing Sunday.